The ice is heating up as intruders are on the doorstep and a close encounter is imminent. Are the visitors friend or foe? Will our heroes stand their ground? Or will they find themselves on thin ice? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. I am ready to play some D&D. Good. Oh, I guess we should say, you know, happy Thanksgiving mm-hmm. to everyone, because this is going to be coming out Thanksgiving week. I think we have finally, think we got our calendar calculations correct that this will actually be coming out during the week of the holiday yes. that we say happy holidays of Hopefully. that specific holiday. Hopefully we get it right mm-hmm. this time. But you are correct. I believe this should be coming out the Wednesday directly prior to Mm -hmm. thanksgiving so if anyone needs things to listen to on any holiday travel oh yeah this is perfect or you know need something to share with your fam get them into that spirit of i I did a hand gesture and then realized this is an audio medium that no one it was a very like uh the classic like oprah you get a car you get it was a very a wide benevolent Thus, we grace you with this hour of audio entertainment, dear listeners, type of tangent. No one can appreciate it. I appreciated it, it, my love. I appreciate that. (laughs) But I don't think I'll listen to this on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. But we hope everyone has travels, delicious whatever you're eating, good time with friends and or family and or chosen family. So I'm looking forward to it, to say the least. Mm Mm-hmm. We are preemptively celebrating Thanksgiving. We had, for lunch before recording, we had Thanksgiving in a Subway sandwich type of situation, which was It was not delicious. Subway. Oh, right. So they're actually submarine sandwiches. That's right. Submarine that's, sandwiches. That's not, always Not my, Subway sandwiches. It was not a Subway sandwich, sorry, but it was in that form. It's gotten to the point where any sandwich that is in that submarine format, in my mind, is just Subway. It's like the ubiquitous thing. My bad. Sorry, get go. (laughs) Oh, man. This will not be a theme episode. There Mm. will be no giant turkeys. There will be no... I could turn into a giant turkey, most likely. Black puddings. There will no be cranberry oozes. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. We could record out out of game world holiday specials. Well, let me just prep that right now in the next five seconds. No. So we will continue on with our regularly scheduled program, but yes, please listen to this. Listen to it many times. Tell your family, tell mm-hmm. your friends, rate and review us. <laughs> I'm also just hoping that I finally crit so we can use these crit cards. Yeah, so I really thought we would have used one by now. Yeah. So thank you to everyone who has sent us crit cards and feel free to keep sending who, them. Yeah, people are keeping on, so thanks for keeping on. So 
because we will use one at least eventually hopefully it might be a crit fail before it's a critical success but eventually one of them will happen mm-hmm. could have, even be a crit against me which at this point i'd even be fine with that so that we I've, can use one i've got the spreadsheet i've got it all ready to go i've compiled them all but ah uh, so someone can't roll for beans oh, i know <laughs> hey now so. hey now it's my comes it's my charm yeah slash octavius yeah. charm Oh, yeah. Question mark. It makes me lovable. Yeah, sure. Because I'm very much not a good lucky person. So, hopefully, one of those will Mm -hmm. be used maybe today. Fingers crossed. We will see, but we won't know until we get into things. Mm -hmm. So, why don't we do that? Sounds good. So, when last we left off, last episode, you had come to an agreement with your new dragon buddy. That's right. As you attuned to the ring mm-hmm. of Jusoka the White, a few things happen. Okay. You feel one thing, the power already lent to you by Fulmis the Blue increases. Mm-hmm. So, for her belt, now that you are in possession of two Dragon Soul artifacts, mm-hmm. all of those boons increase a bit. Initially, your charisma had increased by two. That's right. It is now increased by three, not a three additional to the two. Oh, just an additional one. Mm -hmm. Whereas previously, you could cast a free charm person a number of times equal to your charisma modifier Mm -hmm. per day. Uh, You can now upgrade that to suggestion. Ooh. And now for your lightning nova, which shoots lightning at a bunch of things around you, Mm -hmm. the damage increases... From 2d6 to 3d6. Ooh. And you can target three creatures now, whereas before you could target two. Hot dang. I mean, that in and of itself, that's wild. That is very cool. The ring grants you, for one thing, your intelligence score increases by, it'll be a three because you have two dragon souls. (laughs) So my modifier will go from a negative one to... A one. Plus one? Oh no, it'll be just to a zero. It's almost to a plus one, but that is a that will be a big change for her. Mm-hmm. You are resistant to cold damage. Nice. With two dragon souls in your possession, you can add your proficiency bonus to any intelligence-based skills that you are not proficient in, because you are drawing on the oh. knowledge base of this dragon who exists with you. Okay, so, you know, so any, basically anything that I'm not proficient in intelligence-wise, I can add my proficiency to now. Mm-hmm. Wow! So you're pseudo-proficient in what? intelligence. All intelligence? Yeah, basically. Wow! The, wow! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, wow! Wow! <laughs> wow. I, don't, I don't know what else to say, because... Wow! Octavia <laughs> had been really, really dumb, so that makes a big difference. So now you feel... You feel much, much smarter, much more intellectually capable. And lastly, you have a Jisoka-based Nova now. Ooh. Which just in general, I believe you can use any Nova once per long rest. And basically I can choose which one to use. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kind of like a channel divinity type Mm -hmm. of thing. So this one is 
You conjure an icy whirlwind around you. All creatures within 10 feet of you must make a constitution saving throw. The DC is your spell save DC. On a successful save, the creatures will take 1d6 cold damage. And on a failure, they will be frozen solid for 1d4 rounds. And when they are frozen, they gain the incapacitated condition. And since you actually, since you have oh, two wow. souls, they will take 2d6 damage on a successful oh, save. Oh, okay. Do they take that damage and get frozen on a fail? Or do they just get frozen on a fail? Uh, they just get frozen on a failure. Okay. They take the damage on a success. And so currently, they will gain the incapacitated condition. If you have more and more souls, that condition gets worse and worse. Oh, okay. And incapacitated means that a creature can't take actions or reactions. Mm -hmm. So they can still, so they're still like frosty, so they can move away, but they can't like weapon arms or frozen up. Interesting. Oh, that's that's awesome. I like how the the two different novas are really different, which is neat. It's not just like, oh, you have basically the same (laughs) thing, but it just has a different skin on it. I like how it's something... Completely different. Cool bun. It's almost like I tried to make cool magic items. That's still As the core of this campaign. (laughs) It's still really neat. Oh, okay. So. And so I'm attuned with that currently because we Mm -hmm. checked that hour. So, Mm -hmm. all right. So you are significantly more charismatic and intelligent. Yeah, honestly, that change in the intelligence, that is going to be huge, I Mm -hmm. think. So you are... Uh, you you can see the world anew. Yeah. I'm like, I can read better now. I can read, period. <laughs> she could always read. <laughs> Never said she couldn't read. <laughs> she was just not a great reader and sure. stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She had to be able to read to run a business, so. But now she is extremely charismatic. What's your charisma up to? 17. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty charismatic. So, you get a solid power infusion, and now that that is handled, I can copy and paste the text to you at a later date so you have it for reference. Uh, But when we last left off, you, after having made this deal with uh, this dragon Mm -hmm. and taking the weird crate containing a necromantic laboratory and Jasulka's extra body mm-hmm. with you in a bag of holding. I guess the chest protects, because I know that there's like a lack of oxygen in bags of holdings. Is it being sealed in the chest, like protect that body and everything? Yeah, okay. Because I would hate for it to it be... It doesn't like... need oxygen right now. It's like just... True, but I mean, if there's like, I don't know if pressure no, changes would like make that glass break or anything. No, it's good. I was just, had been thinking about that. I was like, oh no. No, it's magic. But, and then that's the easy answer yep, to nope, most it's magic. things. <laughs> magic, magic, magic. Oh, man. So but can't... if we destroy the... If you destroy a bag of holding, it basically, like, rips apart into a, like... Scatters all your belongings into the astral plane. Okay. Yep. So don't do that. Okay. We'd lose the books, which I cannot read. You'd lose a lot of stuff. Yeah. And it would blow up, probably, because of the seven I don't think it blows gems. up. It's only if you... Put like a bag of holding inside a bag of holding mm-hmm. or a portable mm-hmm. hole or something. And doesn't like that. that like create some sort of like tear in reality, basically? Yeah, it does bad things. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> does bad things. <laughs> kind of want to do that now. Well, you'd have to get another one. Yes. Which you don't have. True. 
So, after making that deal, mm-hmm. you had went back upstairs and decided to begin your exit, uh, but you were alerted that newcomers were outside right. waiting. Uh, Lyle informed you. He didn't know who or exactly how many, mm-hmm. um, but you figured they're probably the bad guy. <laughs> Come knock yes. on the door. Trying to get you, or the artifact, or both. Mm-hmm. So you, the lot of you, you, Carhoon, Lyle, the ice elemental, mm-hmm. were... And Fido, the cute little... Fido, the ice cute little ice dog, dog, dragon, drake. Drake, wyvern. It was a drake. Thing. I mean, it was an ice drake. Not a real drake. It was a drake mm-hmm. made out of ice. Sent courtside. Up Which in the north. Up. Started from the bottom. So, the lot of you had decided to have Lyle open the door. Correct. And you and Carhoon were going to hide on either side of the door and yep. womp the next thing that came through. That is correct. Effectively. Um, so, we hadn't necessarily... I will ask you this. Did you and Carhoon ready actions to hit whatever came through the door, effectively? Because you did not say that specifically. And it could... That would True. matter. Um, it sounds like I, the I think- spirit of what you were going for. Is what you might have done, but yeah, I, I think that if we can ready actions with par- the parameters that once we see the people who are coming through, if they're re- if they're immediately identifiable as Crags people, then we will attack. But if they seem to be, you know, explorers who are just genuinely exploring, which would seem like a tiny percentage, but out of an extremeness of caution. We'd want to have that parameter on an attack. Is that something that is that too much for a what is, action? What is the trigger? Basically, we see members of Crag's army, or if they're identifiable as part of Crag's army. Okay. Like if it's a bunch of Yepikuinen who somehow were you know exploring and they got in, we don't want to attack them, mm-hmm. but they would not be identifiable as part of Crag's army or. You know, if somehow there was a gnome on a goat who just trotted in, we wouldn't want to attack them. They would also be identifiable as not part of Craig's army. Okay. Here's what we'll do. You and Carhoon are standing on opposite sides Mm -hmm. of the door. Something, Lyle opens the door. The ice melts away into the walls, leaving an opening to the outside world. Mm -hmm. And as... He melts the door away. After a moment, something steps through. I will have you roll perception checks to see if you can identify what this creature or individual might be. Okie dokie. If you can, I will tell you. If not, you will have to decide whether you swang or not. Okay. Octavia rolls a 19. Okay. And Carhoon, 5. Five. Okay. He uh, hasn't had a haircut in a while. It's getting like a little floppy over his eyes. Sure. It's not quite long enough yet to tie back, though. It's in that really in between, mm-hmm. annoying in between space. Yeah. yeah. Gross. Uh, so something walks through the door, and you get a pretty good glance. Mm-hmm. Carhoon doesn't. You do not see an orc. You see a large, muscular. Individual. Okay. Holding a huge crossbow. Okay. Two scimitars on the belt. But you do recognize that this is under a lot of coats and fluffy, like, 
jacketry mm-hmm. and parka and hood and big mittens. Uh, this looks like an elf. Carhoon, okay. on the other hand, does oh, no. not get this okay. good look. Uh-huh. Would he swing? Just seeing something walk through with a big old crossbow. Probably. Probably? Okay. Well, I mean, that's what we had talked about. That's mm-hmm. what the game plan had been. And okay. So Carhoon doesn't immediately recognize it as a potentially not hostile. Okay. So, yeah, have him roll a quick attack. Can Octavia, like, yell to him first and just be like... Can, is she seeing him starting? She knew what the plan was. She, can she be like, oh, wait, no, wait, stop. It's, it's, I think we're potentially okay. Both of you roll dexterity. Let's just do that. Okay. Saving throws or just straight checks? Just straight up checks, let's, let's say. No, it doesn't change in Octavia's. <laughs> it doesn't matter for her anyway. Okay. Octavia rolls a, ooh, six. And Carhoon. 19. Uh, so Carhoon's <laughs> axe is in motion yeah. as you're like, no, 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 no. So roll an attack. Okay. He's going to swing with his great axe. 12 to hit? A 12 is not a hit. Okay. Does he swing? I mean, he has his two attacks. Would he swing again? Uh, so we'll we'll just kind of, this isn't quite combat, so we yeah. can just play it out. Like, okay. he swings, but he hears you say, no, 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 no. And that maybe throws him off just enough that mm-hmm. uh, the axe swings wide and the individual with the crossbow whips around to turn at Carhoon and okay. he's just like pointing a big old giant crossbow at Carhoon's face. Carhoon's standing there with his axe ready to swing again and you're behind them like Stop! Ah! <laughs> Octavia's short petite-ish so she's probably having to like jump to like look over this tall intruder's shoulder um so she'll see, you know, seeing that Carhoon did swing, but then was able to stop and not swing again. Um, she'll kind of address this visitor, interloper, and be like, who are you and why have you come here? Uh, the interloper whips around and points the crossbow right in your face and says, who are you? What are you doing here? I, I asked the question first, so you answer me first. And then you hear a voice from outside calling in, and it's it's going, Herder, Herder, what, what, what's going on in there? And after a moment, uh, another individual appears. This is another elf. Okay. A uh, younger female elf, also wrapped up, bundled mm-hmm. up in furs and big old giant mittens and a parka and hood with a little, like, fluff around the hood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, she walks in, and you sh- see she has, like, orange hair. Oh, Okay. And she walks in and sees this other elf, apparently Herder. Herder. With his crossbow pointed at you. Okay. She sees Carhoon with his axe like out. And you standing there like, ah! <laughs> this would be a great play to just walk into this. This is the opening scene. Like, <laughs> what is it in the media res? When the media- I don't know. <laughs> and she walks into the door and she's just looking at everyone and she says, what's going on in here? I was just... Asking your companion here uh, who, who they were and, and what you both were are doing up here. Um, you know, we we mean you no necessarily harm, uh, and, and we're just curious. We're not used to. There isn't a lot of people who come up here. Uh, is this all of your party? Do you want to? Br- is there anyone else outside that you need to bring in? Mm, no, 
No, this is this is us for now. Herder, put put the crossbow down. They're not trying to kill us. And the big elf with the crossbow pointed at you looks at her, and then he looks at you, uh-huh. and lowers the crossbow reluctantly, and steps slightly <laughs> like, more. Gesture to Carhoon to be like, put your axe down too. Carhoon puts his axe down again slowly, <laughs> and they're both just kind of side eyeing each other. I'm sorry, this is I'm loving these two BPLs just eyeing each other. <laughs> and uh, Herder walks slightly more, steps gingerly into the room, so he can have both of you uh, sort of with an eye shot. Mm-hmm. And this uh, other elf looks at the two of you and she says, well, I don't know what I was expecting to find in here, but this is a new development. She extends a hand to you and she says, my name's Tempest Mirilin. Who do I have the pleasure oh, of? Um, uh, Octavia will shake her hand and uh, be like, uh, my name's Octavia. Uh, pleased to meet you. What are you two looking for up here? Why are you so far north? Well, this here's Herder. Herder, say hello. The big elf's just like, hey. <laughs> He's my bodyguard. He was he was sent here to uh, keep, I don't know, keep me in line, keep everyone else in line. Who knows? I think I can handle myself, but he's along for the ride. So this is, again, I guess I don't know what I was expecting, but it's interesting that I found you. You were, did you say you were sent here? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. By whom? Well... Oh, and this, sorry, this is Carhoon, by the way. Carhoon, say hi. Hello. <laughs> Carhoon. Hmm. Hmm. So, she looks you up and down. She says, yeah, I was sent here. Uh, I was sent here by the uh, Elystrian High Council. Okay. They've heard some, uh, we'll say, whisperings of certain powerful, magical artifacts that may or may not be in play currently. And of all the the folks around this land who have knowings of powerful magic, I guess it would be them. So, yeah, they they heard of some some rumblings around Montagnan, so they sent me and Herder there first, and we checked around, looked around, and we've been tracking whatever it is that you found that I might have a good idea about all the way up here. Oh, really? Okay. Couldn't figure out how to get this darn door open until, well, looks like it just opened on its own. No, no, that was Lyle over here. Lyle? Oh. Oh, hello. Lyle's like, hey. You don't want to have a conversation with yourself? How's it going? (laughs) No. Uh, They they make their pleasantries. And she turns to you again and says, so this is kind of awkward because we didn't know exactly... What was going on, if this was some magic thing of its own, or if someone was going around collecting things, but, um, I'm, I'm kind of here to collect you, although I, I guess I didn't know it was you. Me as, me as my person. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, if you were somebody bad, and granted, I could we still, still don't be, know that. yeah. Not that I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not, but just, that probably wasn't the right thing to say. <laughs> so, you, you seem okay for now. Oh, my things. Uh, I mean, you guys seem okay for yet. now. So, yeah. Um, so. If, if you were someone bad, our job would be to kill you and 
take those. Okay. I, I don't necessarily... I'm not incredibly fond of killing if it can be avoided, and Herder here doesn't share that. that same reservation, but well, if we could come to a, a non-violent solution, I would appreciate it. Oh, I would be all for that as well. Uh, I mean, did the council... I mean, Carhoon, I, I don't know anything about this about this high council. Is, is it's it, been a long time. Is, is that the... Is, is that like a magical council in Illustria? Is that the main government structure, or...? Well, Illustria has a... Uh, they have a queen, but the, uh, they do also have a high council, which okay. is, uh, generally holds a lot of sway. Okay. And, and how did they find out about me? So they knew that there was someone collecting artifacts? Or, well, or powerful things? Generally speaking, a little while ago, they... Uh, I, I don't understand. I'm, I'm not a magician. I'm an uh, anthropologist, if anything. So oh, okay. I don't understand oh, all the intricacies of it. But all I know is that the Elven Illustrian High Council, apparently, through their various contacts, knew of some powerful magical awakening happening somewhere in the land. And they had traced some of this power through whatever means they have to uh, th- through the mountain range and to Montagnon and so we went there she just okay. to herself and hurt her <laughs> and uh, I mean it's kind of a mess there granted it's kind yeah. of a mess everywhere right now but uh, we, we was... managed to follow some breadcrumbs and make our way here was Montagnon still under siege when you were there or? oh yes uh, how how was the city faring? Was was there any indication along those lines? Uh, we didn't stay long okay. enough to really find out. And honestly, we're trying to avoid as much of that as possible because there's Understandable. only two of us. Understandable. That news is, you know, so hard to get. It was Hearing anything is always good. Sorry, a cat walks right over and just <laughs> sits right on my open book. <laughs> Classic. Let me lie on the one thing you are actually needing to read. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Octavia wishes she had a beard right now so she could stroke it and thaw it. Because she's now all of a sudden very intelligent. intelligent. (laughs) Um, And so she's also going to be like, does the High Council, do they communicate what they want to do with either me or these items? Well, they don't know who you are. Right. I guess they will soon. Let's be real. I think we both know what it is that you have. I mean, you're wearing you're wearing the belt. Yeah. Right? And it's not like it's like out there. Yeah. I mean, I have like a cloak and stuff on. Yeah, but it's not like hidden. No. Okay. Yeah. She's like, I know enough lore to to know what I think you've stumbled on, and let me just say, if it's true. These are exciting times. The High Council believes that what you're wearing right now, she points at the belt, is most likely the key to turning the tide of this war and ending it so it doesn't go on another 15 years. I mean, I don't think that they're wrong. Now, this is not just the Illustrian High Council. Currently it is, but as soon as word gets out and... It will. Every city-state in Moir is going to want a piece of this because you, or more directly, and no offense meant by this, what you're wearing, mm-hmm. 
could be the key to defeating these armies, pushing back these monsters and taking our homes back. So that is what the High Council wants. They want it, me, us, to find out whatever or whoever was in possession of these and uh, bring them back at very least to figure out the extent of what this power could mean and potentially you know, de- develop a plan to utilize it in such a way as to defeat these army. So that's that's what we're here to do. So we'd really appreciate it if you would cooperate because I think not just for the sake of myself and Herder here, but for the sake of all free peoples in this land and the unfree ones too, so that they can become free people. <laughs> I mean, I under I understand that, um, you know, a city-state would want to have a, a piece of this um, power, to say the least. I, I don't know if we can take time out of what we need to do to go just kind of spend some time doing some magical sampling and experimenting at this point. I don't know what you know, but if there is anyone in this world who could either help you make sense of what you've discovered or increase your mastery of it it's the experts and the mages and the wizards of Elystria who are unparalleled in the arcane arts oh I, I don't doubt that I mean I I grew up in Elystria I, I know the the power that your experts wield and everything, but A, I I have no fond memories of that place, so going back is not something that is high on my to-do list, and B, um, if you think that you know what these items are, then you know that there are more out there, and indeed, I cannot spend time necessarily just, you know, again, experimenting and trying to see what the full extent of these ones are. Do you know where the next one is? Not currently, Mm. but... We found you. Don't you think we could help you find the next one? Help you find all of them? We know, we know, that Crag has one. We know that you have at least one. And I'm sure the reason you came here was to find another, so... Potentially two. Which means there are two left in play. So how would you help me find them? Oh, I wouldn't. I'm an anthropologist. You in the uh, indication of the city from which you come, Elystria. How would the High Council help me find them? I I told you, I don't understand the intricacies, but let me tell you again. We found you. We have something to work off. We know the the signature of these items now. You don't. Do you have a Do you have a better idea? Do you have somewhere you're going? You just told me you don't know where it is. What are you going to do in the meantime? I mean, I would be getting an indication soon, I would think, but... Maybe. Maybe not. And, and it, sorry. We could teach you how to use these better. They could empower you, outfit you with or, anything you could need. Or you could take these items for yourself and have, I don't know, maybe one of your own kind wield them and have me cast by the wayside if I'm just a, you know... Vessel, to say the least. 
Can I do yeah. like an insight check on her to sure. see how honest she's being? Sure. Natural twenty. Woo. Total of twenty six. Uh, she seems like she's being honest. Okay. From my experience, if it can be someone from Elystria to do the will of Elystria rather than an outsider, I don't know why the High Council would want someone like me having this power. This isn't the will of Elystria. This is the will of everyone. So, is Everyone that- wants these monsters defeated, and you and what you have are the key. So, I think you're selling yourself short if you don't think that people will respect you merely for the power you already have. I I don't know how these things work. I don't even know if I could take them. Not that I would want to. I'm an anthropologist. (laughs) My hesitance is simply from my experience with dealing with your government. It's been my experience that keeping the people close at home is better than the people on the fringes. And so... I would. I'm from the from the Illustrian fringes. Um, you know, I'm not one of your secret keepers. I don't know what you mean by secret keepers. Well, but... you know, I'm not. I'm not part of the. I'm not part of the inner circle. Again, if the High Council is so powerful that they can find these artifacts, I am hard pressed to see why. Again, unless there is something inherent in me, which there may or may not be, I don't see why they wouldn't just want to take it for their own. And sure, of course, everyone in Moir wants their homes back. Everyone wants peace again. I don't doubt that that High Council would facilitate that peace and do it in such a way where Elystria would end up on top. Back in the new, you know, if we get to some sense of normalcy again in the future. You have valid concerns. I won't lie to you. Once the word gets out, and like I said, it, it's going to, if it hasn't already. Everyone is going to want a peace, and some are going to want to use this power for their own means. But I think there are enough of us who are tired of this conflict that will want to use it merely for the good of all. To put an end to this bloodshed, to get things back to the way they should be. So you're right to be skeptical. You're right to hold this power close to your chest because it is very powerful and if given the chance, many would abandon any moral principles they once had to get yes. a hold of it. But again, what what, what else are you going to do? Sit here until you... I, I don't know how you found these so far. Well, I Maybe got it's a, this far, didn't I? I mean, you, you did, you did. So, but I did I, just fine without Elystria. I think this could be a mutually beneficial arrangement. Okay, so what do I get? You get, I, I, I think I've laid that out. You get help. You get a. Trust me, I've, I've followed in your, your wake for a while now, and it seems like you haven't had a great. Uh, rest, you are under-equipped, you are ill-prepared, you have no formal training, we can give you, well, well they can give you. Don't have to compliment me so much. I'm I'm just being real. I mean, you've clearly seen some hard days and nights lately, and I true. don't think that's an exaggeration. You will have the top minds working with you to understand what it is you have to increase your mastery and control over it if you do have 
the souls of dragons on your body right now, I think you'll have the foremost scholars on dragons and their kind, who are tricky creatures, and if history tells us anything, not to be trusted. <laughs> you'll have our armorers, our weaponsmiths, our uh, finest steeds, and the, the possibilities are endless. We can outfit you to make sure that this journey is as quick and as painless to the end as possible. Let me let me talk with Carhoon a little bit. Um, we need to debrief a little bit because this was understandably we weren't thinking we would come across uh, <laughs> two elven, you know, kind of ambassadors, explorers here. We just assumed that um, there were members of Crag's army uh, on the other side of that door. So uh, this is a, this is a lot to process. This is a a proposal that I can't say I ever thought ever I would hear um so uh, we'll need a minute to kind of boil some stuff down and see what each other thinks so Octavia will kind of like grab Carhoon by the elbow and lead him into another corner of the round room <laughs> and you know she's well she can beckon to Lyle uh too or if, if he's interested in joining their convo um, but she definitely wants to debrief with Carhoon before making some sort of decision. Sure. So what do you think? Well, I was literally just going to ask you that. So, I mean, I, I lived in Illustria when I was a child, and, you know, you know, not great memories from that place, and, you know, my family was never treated particularly well, especially, you know, when we lost a lot. Um, so I can't say I'm readily excited to A, go back there or B, work with a government that just left my family by the wayside because we weren't you know, we weren't part of the inner circle because we weren't elves um, and I'm just worried that they're going to try to take these things and just insert someone else you know, and I guess maybe, I mean maybe that would be a lifting of the burden but I mean, I don't know, Crassus seems really far away right now, and I'd love for him to just give me some cosmic thumbs up, you know? <laughs> uh, or just, like, a little bit of a purr or something to, to, you know, let me know that this isn't just a big trick. Well, I will say this. She's not wrong. They do have the foremost minds and experts yeah. in this place. I think it could be definitely... I'm not terribly excited to go back either, as I said, it's been right. quite some time, but you can't deny there would be benefits mm -hmm. until we know where we should go next to have a safe place to rest and recuperate until we know where that is. Uh, will, do they have ulterior motives? Probably. Yeah. But I also don't think that Judging from everything I know about this process, those dragons are somewhat bound to you and you to them in turn. So I don't know if it's as simple as just putting the belt on someone new. True. I mean, so but I, I mean, I like, Crag got... a fair got... amount of well. security, yes. And I don't know if we were to try to take that sword from Crag, if it would be as easy as perhaps we think it would be. Mm. 
Okay. You have deals with those dragons. I'm sure Crag does as well. Yeah. And I don't know if they would be comfortable breaking those bonds until they get what is coming to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sure that they're... Are things to be concerned with. There are things to be skeptical of, and we should not go in there fully trusting anyone we meet. But at the same time, I can't deny I would not mind a nice warm bed and to not have to look over my shoulder every night. But that said, Mm -hmm. the final decision rests with you. I am not the one wearing that belt or that ring. Okay. So if we accompany them... We'll keep our eyes open, and if we don't, we will, well, we're going to have to shake these two somehow. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to just, I mean, they seem... Yeah, I prefer not to kill them. I know, I was trying to figure out a way to say that without having to actually say that. No, we, 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 yeah. I don't want to kill I them. I don't really either, because... I mean, I guess we might have to if that's what it comes to. Right, but I would hate for us to, yeah, I, I, I don't want to have to kill them because you know we don't want to go with them and but at the same time I don't want to feel coerced into going with them but I mean she did seem you know truthful I mean so you know so that's good it didn't seem like she was hiding anything and I mean so that's good at least and I mean as much as I hate to admit it, she's not wrong. I, I don't know where to go from here. So to have a base of operations somewhere safe, I mean, I wouldn't mind a bath. That's really hot. Yeah, I'm freezing over here. Ugh. Do you, do you, would you know off the top of your head how long it would take us to get to Elystria from here? Well... It depends on how they got here and if they have any fun means of getting back. Oh, I didn't even think of that if they were. Walking, it would be... I mean, it it would be some time. Because that's that's my only worry is taking that time because, you know, armies were marching towards Montignon, are in Montignon, they were marching towards Stagpine. They were marching towards... Weren't they marching towards Lake Ansel as well? Uh, I think so. I I don't remember. If I, want, if I want to take another seven days, I mean, I just want to make sure that everyone's okay back home. And, you know, I don't know. Again, seven days might not seem like a long time in the grand scheme of the world, but if it changes whether or not my family survives. It's true. Granted, it might be... We might be able to procure faster transportation. True. We, we should. I guess we should see how they got here and what they're time estimates are for all of this. Because, I mean, we can't just go on sabbatical in Illustria and forget everything that's that's happening out in the world. Oh, yes. I mean, a a semester of just hanging out sounds great, but... Okay, let's let's touch base with her again. Sure. Um, See what their modes of transport are. See what their time frames are. And if they seem... If they have faster travel... And if she seems pretty sure that they're not expecting to just keep us there for months, then I think that we really don't want to. But I think we should go. I'm with you. We can go if that's what you think we should do. But if you don't, we can ditch them. Well, again, I just don't know. I, I don't know what else 
I, I don't know where else to head yet. Mm-hmm. I have no indication if we need to go, you know, south, east, or west, honestly. True. So, um, at least having some indicia of a plan and not just to sit here waiting for, you know, Fumis or Jusulka to be able to sense one of their other siblings. Yeah. And maybe as we're moving, we'll get closer to, I mean... Yeah. You know, maybe there's one in the east and we'll be closer geographically there. Potentially. So so let me go talk to her again and okay. get some time frames. Sounds good. Um, and break. And so Octavia will walk back over to her and she'll, you know, walk up and be like, Thank you for your thank you for your patience. I had a, I had a couple mm-hmm. quick follow ups administratively. Did you did you both uh, like walk here or, or what is your travel your ETA for traveling back to Illustria? Walk? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so we we took a after working around the mountains, we uh, came over to the to the river, took a boat up, and then up there we. Secured some local transportation, and she points out the door. Of the hoofed variety? Yeah, I mean, you can... She points out the door. I'll poke my head out. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, out there, you see, parked on the curb, are three snuffalo. Lamborghinis. Nah, three big white snuffalo. Aww. And one of them, you can see uh, a uh, short little dwarf on with a big old spear. Oh, She's awesome! Like, that's, our, that's our guide. His name's Tob. 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 Hello, Tob. Nice to nice to make your acquaintance. Tob waves a mittened hand. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So what would your uh so how quickly do you think we'd get back to Illustria? Well, probably quicker than you got up here. Oh, most likely. We'd go back down to where the river's not frozen, take our boat back, and then it's just a little bit of a walk until we get to the uh Illustrian border, and then from there we can have faster transportation into the city proper. Okay. Um, and did the High Council give you any indication of how long they were thinking of consulting with us or what their time frame was? Mm, they did not. Okay. But let me be clear. Obviously, time is of the essence. And exactly. no one wants to drag this out any yeah. longer than it has to be. Okay. Octavia's going to look over her shoulder at Carhoon. Mm-hmm. Give him a slight nod. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to turn back around and be like, Okay. I guess let's head out. Radio, I'm glad we could come to a good cooperative solution and no one had to... Die? Draw any weapons. She looks at Herder and Carter, who are still kind of like... <laughs> or all of their weapons. each other. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, if... Great, 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 great. This is great. Uh, yeah, come, come on, follow me. I guess we should get started, unless there's anything else down there that you need did did you find did you find the other one Uh, you know i mean if you're leaving you must have otherwise you'd want to stay and find it right it's important to everyone that you're honest i know i know you have the dragon souls i know you have at least one and i'm sure you have probably two but i need to know before we go back yes okay Uh, see it wasn't that easy no it's gonna be a long trip isn't it yes okay great 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 uh, she runs a hand through her flaming orange hair mm-hmm. and then beckons you to, to come outside. And um, before she goes back outside, Octavia's going to go over to Lyle. Mm-hmm. And if 
he want if they want, she's gonna like extend her hand and be like, "Come on, let's let's go." Okay. Yeah. No. I. I mean, I'll. I'll. I'll come with you again if you're going south. I don't know how far I'm gonna be able to follow That's you. That's okay. I, I was thinking. Um. Um. You could talk to Tob here. They. He. This part of a people who live up here up in the north, and oh. I'm. They are constantly chilly, and I don't know how they do it, but I think you'd fit in. Um, and so maybe once we part ways with them, you know, maybe you could go. You could go with them if oh. if, if you would like. If they would like, you you guys can talk on the road, though. I'm sure we can. We can see what happens. I guess sounds good. Sure. So you guys head outside of this thing, and the door ices over behind you. I feel like we're going to be blinded after being with the it is, sun, like on the snow. It is quite bright. It is very reflective, and your eyes take a while to adjust. Yeah. And uh, the wind starts picking up as it starts to snow. Not like a, a blizzard, but reasonable mm-hmm. you know, weather. Uh, Tempest and Herder walk over to one of the snuffalo, and Tempest turns to you, and she says... We'll take this one since I don't think I don't know if we're comfortable enough yet that you would want to share a one of these with no, one of us. I, I think that we can so, do you two over there and us and here. That'll Carhoon, be great. Yeah, yeah, good call. Pop up, pop up there. What's your last name, Carhoon? Carhoon's like, oh, serious? She's like, Okay. And then she hops up on her snuffalo and Herder climbs up after her. Can I... Is, is it obvious, like, how old they are? Um, Herder is older. Okay. She seems young-ish by Elven standards, which probably means, like, you know, 100. And Carcoon's, like, older. He's, like, 270, I Okay. Think. I have it written down somewhere. And I know I said it in, like, episode three. Okay. But, yeah, he's he's old. Well, he's, he's like middle-aged by elven standards, but <laughs> she is younger. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Red-eyed and bushy-tailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they hop up on a snuffalo, and Tob is in the lead with his snuffalo. And sounds good. You and Carhoon hop up on one. Does Lyle he's, want to ride with us, or is he fast enough? Or I'm going to say Lyle's probably fast enough, yeah. just because I don't think it's possible for that to happen. For him to ride a snuffalo? He is large. He's a large elemental. Oh, okay. I'm not I sure how big the snuffaloes are. Snuffaloes are large also. Oh, okay. Or maybe they're huge. It's just the idea of him riding a snuffalo right is fun. <laughs> you know? He could ride with Tob. He could. Maybe he will. <laughs> talk with Tob yeah, about. Climb up there and yeah, they'll, they'll Gab about. Living in the cold. Living in the cold. Uh, so yeah, Tob turns the snuffalo and it starts lumbering off into Aww. the into the distance but he only takes a few steps before the snuffalo stops and okay. both your snuffalo and Tempest's snuffalo oh, snuffalo it's a fun word to say uh, they both stop in step behind this lead one and Tob raises his spear and you can see his head sort of, you know, dart to one side and then dart to the other as he's looking around okay. and he turns back to a lot of you and he says, I would, what? That's Carhoon's voice. I have to, how do they talk in Skyrim? Because that's the kind of accent. That's not right. My wife. <laughs> 
Isn't it kind of like Russian-y? It's, I mean, yeah, it's like, I used to be an adventurer like you till I took an arrow in the knee. He says, <laughs> you know how there's always that there one sentence no that you have to say to get it into your, the- <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Um, he says, I would prepare yourselves. Something is coming. Kind of sounds like Arnold. Something is good to the chopper. (laughs) (laughs) But Arnold's like, he's what? Is it Bavarian or. or, 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 Like Germanic. Austrian or German or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hard accent to pin down. It is a hard accent. I'm so sorry. That sentence sounded pretty cool, though. It did sound really good. Something is coming. Okay, Tob is now just Arnold. <laughs> that's, how that's how it's going. Okay, sounds good. Prepare yourselves. Something just coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why this is tickling my funny bone so much. Anyway, okay. back to this very serious moment. <laughs> Through the whipping snowy winds and the wintry, blustery cold that is swirling around your faces, somewhat obscuring your vision, you can begin to see shapes walking towards you. Okay. These shapes get closer and closer, and you can start to make out three, generally speaking, humanoid figures walking through the snow, and one humanoid figure that is about twice the size of the others. Oh, man. Twice the size? And Tob lowers his spear and turns to the rest of you and just, like, nods and then turns around towards the front. And emerging from the snow, you see in front three very wrapped up and fur-covered orcs. Two generally regular looking, but one who looks like they're in command of this group. And then standing behind them, towering 12 feet (gasps) tall in fur-covered armor and holding a big ol' axe with a pale blue skin. Oh, no! A frost giant. (gasps) Oh, my gosh! No way! And we'll pick up the... (laughs) I didn't even say that! Oh, my goodness! Oh, my gosh! A frost giant! All right. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. A really great way for us to grow and reach more listeners with our game and with our story is for you to share us with your friends. So tell your RPG group about us or anyone who you think might be interested. If you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter, and our handle is at and a die podcast. We always love it when uh, listeners reach out to us, and we always try to respond to the messages that we get. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>